0: good morning baseball fans and welcome to episode 92 of the morning round trip podcast here on october 10th 2020 my name is drew frank and i'm joined by my co-host liam Cruthers. hello and good morning and unfortunately, today we have more tough news to lead off with, as we found out yesterday that Yankees legend Whitey Ford has passed away, known as the chairman of the board and the face of so many of those World Series winning teams for the Yankees, a legend playing through the 50s and 60s, passed away yesterday after suffering with Alzheimer's over the past couple of years. Not a fun battle. Tough for him and his family. We found out, though, that Aaron Boone said he did pass away with his family at home while watching Thursday night's Yankees game. So at least some comfort in that. But someone that has done so, so much for baseball. A great quote from Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner. He says, What he's name and accomplishments are forever stitched into the fabric of baseball's rich history. He was a treasure and one of the greatest Yankees to ever wear the pinstripes. Whitey was New York tough. When you couple that with his dedicated service to our country, a deep love for the only team he ever played for, six world championships, and a genuine personality and charisma that showed throughout his life, it's no wonder he endeared himself as a legend to generations of Yankees fans everywhere. As the quote says, he played his whole career in New York and he was born and raised there as well. A Yankee through and through, a tough loss for the baseball community.
1: Whitey Ford, a guy that personally I never saw play, obviously, because it was from a different era. But by all accounts, he was one of the best Yankees pitchers that maybe we've ever seen. Um, And a guy who you mentioned uh, in that quote from Hal Steinbrenner uh, committed to military service during the Korean War, but also competed at an intensely high level at the major league level and was consistently one of the Yankees best pitchers. And clearly a big part of their community as well. You know, for guys like this that haven't played for a long time, it's important to look at what they do for the team, what they do for the community around them. And as a guy from New York, he was a Yankee through and through. A Yankee from day one until the day that he passed. Whitey Ford, rest in peace.
0: And after debuting in 1950, where he won a World Series in his first season, he then went to Korea for two years He then left for two years for military service in 1951 and 52, then returned the very next year to win another World Series in 1953. Retired with a total of six rings on a 236 and 106 record, a 2.75 ERA across nearly 3,200 innings, two ERA titles, a Cy Young, a World Series MVP award, 10 All-Star Game appearances, and eventually an election into the Hall of Fame on the same ballot as his teammate Mickey Mantle. Quite a career, quite a legend there. Now, in a bit brighter news, we did find out yesterday that the MLB has officially passed the 40-day milestone. We haven't had a positive COVID test in well over a month at this point. And it seems with the bubble system that we could be set now, I mean, obviously, hope for the best, but the numbers do look good. As the MLB announced that they've collected over 64,000 samples with just 91 positives. That's a 0.06% rate, and that, by all accounts, very impressive.
1: It's an impressive number for sure, but one of the things that stands out to me is that they didn't have fans while they were doing these COVID tests, and now they're going to have fans attend the World Series in Texas. So I hope that that doesn't increase things. I hope that that doesn't drastically change the way that the MLB conducts their MLB COVID testing policy, but that remains to be seen. As of right now, though, that 0.06% mark is very impressive and very reassuring.
0: And now we can finally look forward to the actual baseball because on the field, there was only one game last night. So maybe a little bit of a shorter episode from us here today. But we do know the ALCS matchup is locked in as Tampa knocks off the Yankees last night to advance. They'll play Houston starting tomorrow night in San Diego. That's the ALCS matchup. The NLCS we've known for a couple days is going to be Dodgers Braves. They'll get underway Monday likely with fans by all accounts right now the tickets have been sold it looks like that's set to happen the dodgers they'll also have a drive-in viewing party in dodger stadium while the game itself happens in globe life field so that's that's all the excitement for this upcoming week but man last night's game did not disappoint 2-1 finish a game filled with all sorts of drama I think probably the best game we've seen all postseason. I don't think that's a stretch at all to say that. Another game where all three runs came on solo home runs, two from the Rays, one from the Yankees. Judge hits one over Meadows' head to start the scoring. Meadows ties it up by hitting one over Judge's head. And then Mike Brasso later on with one of the most dramatic home runs in ALDS history, I'm pretty sure.
1: And that's not to mention that Brett Gardner had a home run potentially hit to him earlier in the game, but he was able to go up and get it off of Randy Arrozarena. You mentioned it. This is probably one of the best games that we've seen. I think it's almost comparable with, that infamous game with Gio Urshela's Grand Slam against the Cleveland Indians. So the Yankees definitely producing some must-see baseball throughout this postseason. So thank you, New York, for what you have done. But it is Tampa Bay that is moving on after a 2-1 victory. This game ended up being decided by the bullpens, but, you know, not really much to say between the two starters. Both guys were very strong, and then, when you move on from Tyler Glasnow as quickly as Kevin Cash decided to do, it's obvious we had mentioned it yesterday that his bullpen is one of the deepest in the major leagues. He was spoiled for options. Glasnow goes two and a third inning, and as soon as DJ LeMayhew goes up for his second turn at bat, Glasnow is pulled and Anderson comes in for the raise, and that would start things out. Garrett Cole on the other side, though, a guy who's making more money this year than the entire Tampa Bay Rays starting lineup. He was strong in this one, five and a third innings, one hit, one run. That solo home run was the only run that he would allow. He struck out nine and walked two. He found himself in a jam early on as he had the bases loaded in the first, but he was able to navigate through traffic. So. again the long ball is king but man this game was entertaining start to finish the intensity was high the nerves were high I really enjoyed watching this game
0: and when we get the bullpen and it wasn't like there was a dip in quality from the aces on the mound either all sorts of hard throwers the game's average fastball was 97.2 miles per hour that's if you include four seamers two seamers and sinkers that's the second fastest in baseball history if you include cutters that becomes the sole fastest you just have all these talented relievers crazy crazy game and that's the thing they, they went to the talented relievers no one messed around with a fourth fifth inning guy as soon as Glasnow was pulled in the third inning the closer came in nick anderson came in and why not add to the drama right nick anderson you think it's almost automatic with him he had only allowed a single hit to all the right-handed batters he'd faced in 2020 before last night, and of course, Aaron Judge, the tall, powerful righty, takes them deep. This game goes on later; it's tied, and then Brasso versus Chapman, a 10-pitch epic at bat where Brasso finally comes out on top, and he launches a 100.2. Mile-an-hour fastball over the wall for the game-winning home run. The fastest pitch hit for a home run in all of 2020. The fastest pitch hit for a home run in StatCast postseason history. Since they started recording every pitch with perfect accuracy in 2015, there has never been a harder pitch hit out of the yard in the playoffs. Just so much going on here. You factor in everything that happened between Brasso and Chapman earlier on. You couldn't script it better.
1: And it happens to Aroldis Chapman again uh, with the Cubs. It was the seventh inning where he ended up giving up a tying home run to Rajay Davis. And then in 2019, we saw Jose Altuve take him deep, and Mike Brasso gets his revenge in the best way possible. He does it on the scoreboard. That's what the coaches always tell you to do. Aroldis Chapman, the only pitcher in postseason history to allow multiple go ahead home runs in the eighth inning. Uh, when his team is facing elimination. And in the last calendar year, Chapman's given up four home runs and two of them have ended the Yankees season. I mean, hey, he's got a flair for the dramatic, that's for sure. When her oldest Chapman is blowing games for you, it's <laughs> it's probably in a high-intensity situation. Man, it, it's going to be interesting because he's going to have to serve that suspension after throwing at Brasso's head earlier in the year. But Mike Brasso just... I mean, not necessarily a guy we talked about all that much. We obviously mentioned him during that saga between the Yankees and the Rays uh, when they were throwing at each other. But Mike Brasso, you know, not exactly a high profile guy. He's not the Randy arena that we've been talking about. He's not Giancarlo Stanton. He's not Aaron Judge. He he came up in a massive moment here and he delivered. I, I don't think that uh, the pressure got the better of him at all. And you mentioned. The fastest pitch that's ever been hit out in postseason history. I mean, what a time to do it.
0: And with all the quality pitching throughout this game, there was not a lot of offense. Each team only had three hits, six total, and Mike Brasso had two of them in this game. Definitely the star last night. And uh, I mean, this game, it certainly wasn't over because he hits that home run in the bomb the eighth. The Yankees get one more at bat, and the final out of the game is hit 109.6 miles an hour at third base. Joey Wendell snares it to end the game. But if you saw the camera angle, that ball looked like it almost went right through his webbing. It was hit so hard by Gio Urshela. This game, I mean, like I said, phenomenal. If you're going to have only one game a night for baseball... After having what was four games or eight games in the previous series, this is the game you want to have center stage. Very, very exciting all the way through. And with the win, Tampa, they advanced to their second ALCS in franchise history. The only other one was 2008. They're still seeking their first championship. We know they'll go up against the Astros next. And then potentially if they make it through one of the Braves or Dodgers, Those series, as I mentioned, not in action tonight. The ALCS starts tomorrow. Dodgers-Braves starts on Monday. So we'll be right back here tomorrow with our ALCS preview. No games to talk about, so we'll be doing a deep dive on the pitching matchups, the history between the two teams, everything you've got to know about the championship series. You can find that tomorrow in episode 94. But that's it for today. You can find us on Twitter at TripMorning. You can find us on Instagram at MorningRoundtrip. And for Drew Frank and Liam Cruthers, thank you for listening and have a great day.